Welcome to Reyes on Astrology, and I'm your host, Raya Marshall, where I use the lens of traditional astrology and translate it for those living in modern times. Hello, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome back. Sorry if I sound a little funny. I'm getting over a head cold, so I'm still congested. I'm feeling much better just like cleaning everything out at this point. Um, quite a, quite a wonderful week I've had. <laughs> Anyways, um, today I will be talking about the week of June 7th through June 13th, 2022. Um, next week we do have the full moon in Sagittarius. The full moon is on June 14th. My email subscription will be going out the day before. So if you would like to sign up, um, please do. The link is in the show notes and this is a by donation, so it's pay when you can and what you can. Um, it's something that I do because I thoroughly enjoy it, and I am looking to reach more people and help more people, um, but I also don't want to give up my time for free because my time is valuable. I spend a lot of time on this email, and um, so it's not something that I want to release to the general public. I just don't, I, you know, I value my time. So sign up for my email subscription if you'd like. Um, you know, once you're signed up, you're signed up and you will continue to get it unless you unsubscribe. Um, and my next thing I want to say is if you are located in Maine, specifically the central, um, central Maine area, like Bangor and Waterville area, I will be doing live astrological readings at the Healing Lights Spiritual Church in Etna on July 2nd. Um, this is my first live event, which is super exciting. Um, they'll have mediums and, um, you know, psychics and stuff like that there. They'll have crafts as well, too. It's kind of like a medium craft fair thing. Um, check out their Facebook or reach out to me if you'd like more details on this. Um, I will be offering readings, shortened readings. I won't be doing like hour longs um, at a discounted rate. And, uh, Mainly, it's just to be around people and kind of get my face out there. So I'm super excited. This is July 2nd. Uh, once again, if you're in like the Bangor, Newport, uh, Pittsfield area of Maine, it's relatively, um, Etna's relatively close to there. So check it out. Um, so let's get into it this week. <clears throat> um, it's a relatively late week. Uh, beginning of the week, not not many new things are happening. You know, we still have that lingering energy from last week. So um, if you're curious about that, you know, certainly re-listen to last week's episode. <clears throat> so introducing some new stuff. On June 11th, we have Mercury in Taurus, Trine Pluto in Capricorn. This is the third time this transit has happened this year with these two planets in these two signs. Um and this is because of Mercury going retrograde. So the first time that these planets met up in these two signs was April 27th. And this is when Mercury was direct. The second time was May 25th when Mercury was retrograde. And now we have June 11th, Mercury is direct again. So this is bringing up similar themes to those days. Um, once again, April 27th, May 25th, June 11th go pause it and think back to those days about, you know, kind of what was happening in your life. And I wouldn't be surprised if similar themes come up. Um, so getting into it, 
you know, um, um, this is a chance to bring new knowledge to an old subject, um, something that keeps coming back up and it's now time to deal with it. If you want a better understanding as to what this could be, you need to look at the houses that Taurus and, and Capricorn are in your charts. It also depends on where the planetary rulers are, um, but that's getting pretty advanced. But on a, on a very basic level, you can look to the Taurus house and the Capricorn house in your natal chart to better understand the topic and themes that are going to be coming up. Um, you know, this is deep and meaningful conversation. It's that person that doesn't want to just talk about the weather, but more the taboo or often pushed away subjects of life. Um, they want to get down to the nitty gritty. They want to, you know, analyze the psyche and, um, but in a way that makes makes the other person feel comfortable because we do have Mercury and Taurus, which is all about comfort and um, kind of considering the other as well. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm so stuffy and I'm like sniffing into the microphone. So I'm very sorry if it this recording itself is terrible. Um, but getting back into it, um, you could have this opening of the mind and psyche as well where there is this realization that something that has been hidden in the unconscious and is kind of rebubbling back up to the surface and now it's kind of your time to deal with it or you have a better understanding of it where it has been brought up before and now there's more puzzle pieces that fit in or there's more um, events that are unfolding. Um, you know, where the attention is brought to a forgotten or difficult subject in life. Um, and this also too can be kind of putting things in the past to progress forward almost because we do have Uranus in the sign of Taurus. So there is that energy of progression and Pluto and Capricorn is kind of destroying the old ways or destroying the old, the old um, thoughts and the old conversations that we've been having. And now it's really time to be like, let's put it in the past. Let's move forward with life and kind of come to some sort of conclusion or resolution or a mutual agreement when it comes to these things. Um, but with this Mercury-Pluto aspect, I just see it as you're willing to handle those difficult conversations in a way that's not going to make everyone super uncomfortable where you're going to kind of get results. Um, on June 11th, the same day, we have Venus and Uranus conjunct in Taurus. This is a pretty interesting aspect. Um, you know, when this aspect is perfecting, realistically, you're going to be feeling this all week. <clears throat> but on the 11th, when it's perfecting, we have the moon in Scorpio is opposing Venus and Uranus in Taurus. So there's like a heightened level of intensity to this aspect. Um, and like I say, is the moon is typically in a sign for about two days. So the moon is realistically going to be whole sign opposing the Venus-Uranus conjunction for two days. So that it brings a, you know, more of a level of intensity and um, people might feel it a little bit more, especially if you have placements in Taurus or if you have Taurus in angular houses, the angular houses are the first, the fourth, the seventh, and the tenth. Um, so if you are a fixed rising sign like myself, you might be feeling this one a little bit more. So we'll see how it goes. Um, so like I was saying, the same day, the moon in Scorpio is opposing. And the moon in Scorpio 
this is a place where the moon is not comfortable. It's in the furthest sign away from its exaltation sign of Taurus. So it's, it's not a comfortable moon placement. It's not, it's not necessarily a bad moon placement, but the energy can kind of have that discomfort that, uh, you know, unable to um, fully grasp those moon concepts. So <clears throat> with this Venus-Uranus conjunction in Taurus, excuse me, it can be in an erratic sense of style or um, an erratic sense of like your interest in what you consider beauty, what you consider pleasure. Um, it's just like a different mindset to those things. Maybe possibly you're have the sudden urge to change up your style and kind of, um, you know, dye your hair a crazy color or wear brighter colors or buy more clothes that are, you know, outside of your comfort zone. Um, it can be a strange love and a strange sense of love and beauty where um, you find the beauty in the, in the uncommon, in what is not, can, is, is not what that like stereotypical beauty um, or love is where there's just this unique perspective on it. Um, on a much more personal level, getting into like a broad mundane sense, um, it could be unexpected change of circumstances within your partnerships as well. Um, whether it be for good or bad, I, you know, conjunctions can kind of go either way it's it's the merging of the two energies so it's not necessarily um challenging like a square or positive like a trine um so there's this sense of something is shifting and changing and there's this unexpected movement in the area of partnerships whether it be romantic or social partnerships or business partnerships um something like that um you know, your value, it could be like the sudden disturbance in your relationships, like I was saying, your values or your financial situation, where uncomfortable or difficult conversations need to happen. And this could cause some internal turmoil, um, where there's this sudden disturbance and discomfort in these subjects that need to be brought to light because we have that mercury pluto um aspect happening the same day and it's that moon placement is just uncomfortable it just to me it feels like i'm not sure how to act and my emotions are very strong and my emotions are very deep and i'm feeling a lot right now and i'm and i'm not sure how to express it in a in a in a way that's not going to scare people basically. So um, just be aware of that uncomfortable feeling or these difficult conversations or these difficult situations that are happening. Um, you know, what was stable and constant is now being shook up. Uranus and Taurus has been <laughs> putting everyone through the ringer when it comes to, um, you know, their financial security or their material security or what they need to um, survive in life or thrive in life. I'm um, actually working on right now a blog post of some kind of things that I've been 
doing with this Uranus and Taurus is like making my own home and beauty products. So I'm coming up with a list of all the weird things that I make because I don't want to buy anything from the stores. Um, so look for that blog post, but getting back to it, oftentimes with Uranus being involved in a transit, there's like this breakdown to break through where solid grounds in relationships, material world, finances, your desires need to be disturbed to loosen up the soil and make way for this like fresh perspective on things or this progression forward. Um, you know, if you like think about it in a garden, it's like if you have a garden where you're not tilling the soil every year, you're not going to be able to grow new life and have a thriving garden because the soil is going to um, be tangled with roots and it's going to be hard and you can't plant those seeds and the seeds won't have the space and the movement to be able to grow. Um, Uranus is the liberator. So he 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 wants to break things open and break things free to create movement. And that's kind of what he's doing with Venus right now. He's planting the seeds. This is the start of a new cycle between Venus and Uranus. So they're planting the seeds for liberation when it comes to your relationships and your material world and your finances and your desires and what you need to feel secure and comfortable. Um, you know, with Venus and Uranus meeting up, there is this need to liberate oneself from what we have known as safe and comfortable, where the universe is either forcing you to step out of your comfort zone or you're, you're getting the urge for it. So, so something's coming up where you, you need this liberation being like, okay, so I've, I've, you know, had my nine to five and I've lived in this, you know, white picket fence house and I'm comfortable, but all of a sudden there's th this disturbance in your life where something happens and you're realizing like, but I'm not living a, like a, a life that feeds my soul and that liberates the soul where you almost feel trapped now. And you're like, wow, what, look at what I've done. And now I need to like break things up and shift things around. Um, on like a very generic level, this Uranus and Taurus, maybe like you move around all your furniture in your house because you need to have a new flow of energy or you um, purchase a like a very random um, piece of art that's just out of the box where like something in the home is changing. Um, something in the home is being disturbed. When I say disturbed, I don't mean it in a negative way, like watching a disturbing horror movie or something. I mean, there's just that which was constant is suddenly moving, which is a disturbance. So it's like, you know, think of it as stagnant water. It's like the water's been sitting still and now we're, we're moving our hands through the water and disturbing up all that sediment that's been sitting and all that stuff. And we're getting this new flow of energy coming to us. Um, so <clears throat> like I was saying is like <clears throat> something that has been, that has felt as comfortable and safe is suddenly shifted or changed or liberated or moved. And it's causing what could seem like your whole world is turned upside down for the moment. Um, but oftentimes turning something upside down gives you a different perspective on difficult situations where if you hadn't looked at it from a different angle, 
you would have never come to a conclusion or a realization or an uh, uh, aha moment or a breakthrough. So <clears throat> oftentimes that disturbances lead to clarity. Um, you know, not everyone is going to feel this like world turning upside down thing, but this is just like, I can see this happening. It's like the world is turning upside down, but we're getting a opportunity to have a new perspective on the world or a new perspective on our world. Um, you know, it could be sudden change in those areas of relationships, finances, material possessions, security, stuff like that. It could be for the good or the bad. You know, it all depends on the personal birth chart. Um, you know, it could be coming into unexpected money or coming into unexpected finance, um, unexpected uh, bills or um, unexpected like taxes, something like that, or um, expenses, unexpected expenses. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, you know, it could be breakthroughs in relationships that lead to forward progression. Those breakthroughs could be very uncomfortable or unsettling at first. And then all of a sudden you're realizing that it's for the better. Um, whether it be like a breakup or whether it be a breakthrough in relationship. <clears throat> and it's this sudden realization of what comforts are needed to thrive and not necessarily just like, it could be um, like a great example is like, do you have food, shelter and warmth? Like those are the things that you really need to survive. You need food and water to, you know, to, to keep the body going. You need shelter away from the elements, especially if you're in colder weather. And you need warmth to, like when the weather gets colder, is you need warmth to be able to survive. Because even if you have a shelter with no warmth, you could freeze to death in your own home. So it's like this sudden realization, like everything that we accumulate over life is just extra. It's just like extra stuff. And we're just piling on this extra stuff. And suddenly there's this breakthrough or this like need to kind of step away from having all that extra stuff and make it down to the simple. I keep saying with Uranus and Taurus, sometimes the most progressive thing you can do is just live a traditional lifestyle. And that's, to me, that's what I'm seeing more and more nowadays is like, the more traditional you are and the more like quote unquote old school or like, um, stuck in the past you are the more progressive you are it's like canning and growing your own food and like you know being able to like work with your hands and being inventive and like having some sense of ingenuity that's becoming a much more progressive thing because us as humans are getting lazy it's like we're not <clears throat> willing to do things for ourselves so the sudden realization of what you need to survive and what it truly like what you truly need in life like if if everything was to end tomorrow what would you need that you have right now to survive and what would you carry with you and what would you leave behind um and you know that sudden realization for some people can be very scary and 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 uncomfortable and you know, panicky, like it could, it could be very fear instilling and a lot of anxiety, but it's something that you can overcome. And that's what I see with this transit. It's like in the beginning, we have the moon opposing this transit when it's exact. So, you know, you could have this sense of fear and anxiety or need to control or need to protect 
your vulnerable insides, but then all of a sudden there's this breakthrough where you're realizing that you can release that fear and anxiety and that's only hindering you from forward progression as well. <clears throat> and uh, bringing to my last transit of the week, I am not gonna lie, I'm so happy that the past couple of weeks and further weeks are a little bit lighter with astrology because I just feel like I'm really busy right now, which is fine. It's great. I love it, but it's nice to have light weeks <laughs> to not have to overanalyze everything. Um, but on June 13th, we have Mer Mercury moving back into the sign of Gemini. It has already been in Gemini. Remember, it's stationed retrograde in Gemini, so it's coming back through. Um, and it is in Gemini until the afternoon Eastern time, or excuse me, it moves into Gemini in the afternoon Eastern time, and it will be there until July 4th. Um, yeah, July 4th, it's going to move into the sign of what it's going to move into ca cancer. Yeah. I forgot how the Zodiac went, which is funny that it's moving into cancer because that's, um, yeah, it's just funny it's moving into Cancer on July 4th. Um, so, Mercury is, um, excuse me, Gemini is the one of the home signs of Mercury, um, or the domicile sign. It is the masculine domicile um, home sign of the planet. <clears throat> so there is a much more engaging or extroverted energy to Mercury rather than it being in its domicile of Virgo, which is a much more introverted, um, not as engaging. So um, Mercury itself represents things like the mind and how it receives information, communication, commerce, which is a very important one, intellect, exchange, whether it be goods, exchange of goods, which is that commerce, or exchange of knowledge, which is that communication piece. So that's a, like a very like generic term for Mercury is exchange, but you have to think of all of the ways that we exchange things. We exchange knowledge, we exchange goods, we exchange favors, we exchange this and that. So when I say exchange, I mean it all. Um, it also represents things like curiosity, um, the breakdown in the analyzation of the larger pictures, concepts, and systems. Um, it also, I've, there's a strong link to Mercury and children because it has that youthful, chaotic energy to it. So I've noticed that Mercury transits for my children are a little bit more intense. Um, my son has been asking an insane amount of questions this whole entire Mercury uh, retrograde. He is um, four, but it's literally question after question after question after question. And it's like, it, it never ends. So I would be curious if you notice your children being a little bit more curious or mischievous or trickstery or... Um, you know, argumentative even when Mercury's in Gemini, because there's that, there's that exchange, like, well, I want to get to the bottom of things and I want to understand stuff. So I'm going to, you know, have um, a debate with you, not necessarily a debate, but like this need to um, exchange and conversation and kind of get your point across. <laughs> um, 
So Mercury and Gemini is what I'm trying to say is those concepts of communication, commerce, intellect, exchange, curiosity, breaking down and analyzation of larger pictures and concepts. That is going to be a heavy theme until July 4th because Mercury and Gemini, um, they go hand in hand. So like Mercury is only able to do mercurial things much more. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's much more um, discord on um, social medias where you're kind of going back and forth between different concepts and stuff and that. Um, I would see it, it could be a little bit more heated or argumentative just because we do have Mars and Aries with Jupiter there as well too. So you might notice some more heated discord. Um, or you might just notice that your curiosity is peaked more about certain subjects where you kind of want to get your mind stimulated and activated, stuff like that. Um, and like I said, kids being super curious and super mischievous. <laughs> so, and it might get a little bit more chaotic too um, in the general day-to-day. -day. <clears throat> Not as chaotic when it comes to like a Mercury retrograde where like things are going wrong. But you just might notice there's much more busyness. I guess that's a better word than chaotic because chaotic has a negative, um, a lot of people see it as negative, but just think of Mercury and Gemini as just very busy. And that's what I'm feeling is like, until July 4th, I am incredibly busy. I have something going on what it seems like every single day and it's just bonkers to me. Um, and it's really starting off with like Mercury moving into Gemini. Um, so um, speaking of that, like Mercury retrograde is Mercury uh, exits its shadow phase on June 19th. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there listening. Um, and that means that Mercury is officially out of retrograde. Um, it moves past the degree of Gemini it had already been at when it's stationed retrograde. So June 19th is when we're out of that Mercury retrograde energy. energy. Um, Mercury is not moving backwards in the sky, but it still needs to go over the degrees that it was at before it stationed retrograde and when it stationed retrograde. So that's a very important piece to it. So um, hang in there for a little bit longer. It's almost there um, next week, basically. No, June 19th. That, so that's, yeah, six days, six days from June 13th when Mercury moves into Gemini. Um, it will move past that shadow phase. And then it's kind of clearer sailing. You might notice you have um, an easier time thinking or communicating or um, you have a better understanding of things where you're a little less confused or like overwhelmed with certain subjects. Um, and the mind just might be a little bit faster moving, um, but it's a different with everyone, you know, everyone experiences Mercury different because everyone has a unique birth chart. Um, so that's what I have for this week. Um, it's very engaging as far as um, engaging with others, engaging with the mind, um, conquering some sort of discomfort or it's conquering some sort of fear or anxiety around what it means to have security or, um, conquering fear and anxiety about not having enough security but these are this is just like a general theme of um, what's happening right now and it's something that we all are kind of struggling with and we just need to work it out and get through it um, and like I said if you're in Maine and you're able to um, July 2nd please come see me I would love to see people and read their charts live um, 
you know, I, I'm going to be offering mini readings. It won't be anything long or crazy, but they will be at a discounted rate. And uh, yeah, I hope, I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will see you next week. Bye guys.